everybody. Welcome to another Comic Source Comic Boom collaboration. Time for Spawn Daily. We're going to be talking about Spawn number 32 right now. Uh, and if you're not familiar with what Spawn Daily is, we're basically reading every comic from the original Spawn run that hit 300 a couple of years ago. Um, Todd McFarlane last year released three new number ones. One of them came out this year. All four were supposed to come out last year, but paper shortages, what have you. Anyway, four new number ones. First one was called Spawn Universe, and you had King Spawn, Gunslinger Spawn, and The Scorched, with his, which is like a Spawn uh, team-up book, Spawn Avengers, if you will. Um, and it's all in the uh, interest of, of Todd wanting to create this interconnected Spawn universe and start his own superhero universe that's kind of interconnected. Um, you know, Spawn being around for 300 issues already has, you know, a, a very rich and deep uh, cast of characters and events and locales and what have you so you can really see in the early issues when it crossed over a lot with young blood from rob liefeld that really seems like that's what todd wanted to do all along and then you know for various reasons um it didn't happen so it's great to see him come back to it this year is the 30th anniversary of spawn and the 30th anniversary of image so we thought it'd be a good time because we're very interested in what Todd is trying to establish, I thought it'd be a good time to go back and re read spawn. Like I've never read like all 300 issues or what have you. So by the time this year's over, it'll spawn. The main series will be between 330 and 340 issues. So we should have more than enough days in the year to get through all of it. Um, I'll be doing this with Rocky from comic boom. You may be watching this on his YouTube channel. Um, and we were humming right along and we hadn't missed a single day. Uh, neither Rocky nor I, but then he had um, some family obligations. His his daughter's in the hospital um, with an illness. So I've been running solo for the last few, but hopefully Rocky will be back soon because I, I think the episodes are a lot better when we get his perspective as well, besides you guys just hearing mine. So let's go ahead and dive into issue number 32, which uh, picks up right where issue 31 left off. Uh, let me go ahead and share my screen. So you see a really cool cover from uh, Greg Capullo and Todd McFarlane there. The story is uh, by Todd McFarlane. We have art by Capullo and McFarlane. Letters by Top Orzakowski, as always. Colors by Steve Olaf uh, and Quinn Supley with uh, Oli Optics. Special thanks to Kevin Conrad and Julia Simmons. So it starts off on the first page. We see Spawn climbing up the side of this building. Now that's the building that's the headquarters for, for heaven on earth, right? We know so much of what the spawn mythos is, is the idea of this eternal war between heaven and hell and spawn Al Simmons being recruited to the, the side of the war, um, the hell side, uh, the hell army. That's the whole point of what hell spawns are. That's where the name spawn comes from. It's short for hell spawn. And we learn that, uh, Hell spawns are pretty rare in this issue, you know, about once every 400 years. But basically, Malbolgia, the, the leader of the forces of hell, he's looking for people that are willing to kill and willing to wield his power and have some questionable morality or malleable morality, if you want to put it that way, um, that can prove their worth on Earth um, by Malbolgia giving them this power. And if they use it, in the way that Malbolgia uh, hopes to kill and do evil things or whatnot, then Malbolgia knows he's found a, a good lieutenant to serve in his army. So um, meanwhile, the forces of heaven 
are, are obviously trying to protect people and but it's not quite as black and white as you, you would think you know this isn't um two-dimensional cardboard sort of organizations held us things that are uh that might may be considered a positive at times heaven does things that may be considered negative at times so much more of a gray area but either way what i want to point out about this splash page from capullo here is how different the cape looks uh we saw last issue that the cape finally the suit the symbiotic suit that spawn wears finally regenerated itself finally healed itself to some extent but it does look very different than it had previously so i'm kind of curious how long this different look I, I i personally don't care for the look as much as the old version of uh of the suit but this is what it looks like now even though it looks torn and shredded apparently it is whole so uh we'll see how that plays out over the next uh next few issues but either way spawn is climbing this tower wants to bring him to the top because he knows that his uh his friend one of the guys that homeless guys that lives in the alley where he resides has been kidnapped by Redeemer, used to be known as Anti-Spawn, and Spawn is out to rescue him. He's a friend, by baby Spawn's closest friend, and Spawn does not uh, leave his friends behind. But what's not clear is, well, how the heck does he know that this guy is here? So uh, we'll get to that um, in a little bit, but we, we do get a little information here about Spawn as he's climbing up and, and about the building's divine over, uh, landlord, we're told, which would be God himself. Uh, we're told how Spawn's con uh, composed of necroplasm. Sometimes it's called um, psychoplasm. Either way, it's this, it's, it, his body's not a human body. Um, it's this much denser substance called psychoplasm or necroplasm. Um, and it doesn't behave like normal human tissue, right? We've seen evidence of that before where he's been like shot in the knee and been able to continue to run. He's had his heart removed and continue to function fine. So, you know, his body is, his body is uh, sustained by magic as, and the energy Malbolge has given him as much as it is by any sort of physical uh, organs that it has or, you know, any kind of physical mechanical way that uh, you know normal human body would work and this is also where uh on this page in this exposition where we're told that spawns only occur about once every 400 years uh their infrequence has contributed to the the fable and the legend of them so meanwhile inside the building we get a quick glimpse at the new head of the heaven on earth office i guess we'll call it Raphael, uh, we get some information about Gabrielle, who was the former head, and about how she um, she sort of neglected to to run things the correct way. She put some of her own um, her own plans ahead of of the actual, you know, her own self interest ahead of the plans of what of what heaven would have wanted. And so, this new person, uh, Raphael, has been. Uh, has been appointed to uh, to lead up the the heaven on earth um, office here and so she's told that the dignitaries are here and and she looks a little nervous as she gets ready and then we see this very old woman come into the office who uh, just seems like a, a sweet old innocent grandma the way she talks uh, i like the way that mcfarland scripts it um calling her oh hey child how are you oh you're you're a pretty one um and we can tell that Raphael's very uh, smitten and, and very 
sort of happy to be giving the compliments by this older woman who uh, tells Raphael to call her Mary. Uh, and Raphael's like, oh, that, that's my, um, that was my mother's name. I'd be happy to call you that. How may I be of use? And the older woman's saying, well, you're, you already are. You know, you're watching over this planet. I've placed a great burden on your shoulders. Uh, I'm disappointed that your predecessor didn't work out, but we really can't afford to let our guard down because evil is all, all around us. And they're just waiting for us to make a mistake. They're waiting to exploit our weaknesses. So um, our goal is to listen and to guide the people that are here on earth. Um, they, they must not even know it's us um, because having human souls believe in us and human souls come to heaven is, is the way that we win. Um, so as they're having this conversation, Spawn finally reaches the top of the tower and, and busts in and Raphael blows her top. Like she's calling for guards. She's calling for security. Again, Spawn doesn't have a lot of knowledge of this war between heaven and hell. You know, he's relatively new. Mount Bulger hasn't taught him a lot. Um, and Raphael screaming at him, how dare you come here? You've broke the ceasefire. Um, you know, you're going to, we're going to make you pay for this mistake. And all of a sudden, um, his costume is, is lashing out and the, uh, the security guards show up. Spawn sees that he's outnumbered. So out of desperation, he just grabs the closest thing next to him for protection. It happens to be this old woman, Mary. Um, and he, so he, he has his hand around her neck and he's saying, okay, don't hurt me and I won't hurt her. Just give me what I want and I'll leave. I'm not here looking for a fight. But what's interesting, you know, his costume had been lashing out at all these different security guards that had shown up. But as soon as he touched Mary, his costume went limp um, and act as if it's, it's tired. And Spawn thinks, well, you know, with the recent change that it underwent, maybe it, it overtaxed itself trying to lash out at all these different guards that were there because um, it's just kind of laying there. not It's not responding or doing anything. And Spawn's thinking back to when it had regenerated itself in the alley, you know, a few hours previous and he's thinking about how the Redeemer had just taken his friend Bobby and he felt powerless and he was just kind of laying around trying to figure out what to do when Cagliostro showed up, who's this seemingly homeless guy who, who has knowledge of the, the battle, the war, never ending war between heaven and hell and has given cryptic statements to spawn before about who he is and, and whatnot. Um, and so he makes some more cryptic comments as, as is his uh, tendency. And he's like, Oh, you know, I, I see you're still trying to learn some things. Try this. And he gives him a business card and spawn looks at it and he's like, what is it? It's blank. And Cagliostro is like, okay, first of all, you got to calm down your rage. You got to control it. Otherwise you're not going to be able to help him. So take a deep breath and look again. And when spawn does, he sees the address, which is nine East 48th street, which again, I don't want to nitpick, but, the first time the uh, headquarters showed up, the heaven on earth headquarters showed up, we were told that it was like a really rare building that didn't have a, an address or a street number in, in Manhattan, which I commented at the time that that's just not a thing in New York, right? <laughs> Real estate's way too valuable, but now all of a sudden it does. So I, I don't know, I guess McFarland forgot that he had made it out to be this mystical place that didn't even have an address. Anyway, as soon as Spawn sees that, he knows what he what he needs to do. He knows that's where his, his friend Billy is being held hostage. Um, so meanwhile, back in the building, he's telling 
uh, he's telling Raphael and security forces, you got my friend. Um, so, you know, I want him back. And he, and he tells everybody to clear the room. You know, he's, he's trying to de-escalate the situation. So he's still holding on to this, this old woman, Mary, and he, he orders everybody to get out except for Raphael. And then, um, he says, you're going to be the one who helps solve my problem. I, I need my friend, Bobby. Where is he? And Raphael's like, your friend isn't anywhere near here. And an intelligent spawn would know that. So it's obvious that your master's picked another idiot to be his, his messenger. But again, Al, you know, Al hasn't been spawned that long. And he, he's not versed in, in this kind of stuff. He didn't even know that this was, you know, sacred ground that he, he shouldn't go to, that there was a ceasefire negotiated and, and whatnot. He, you know, nobody's told him this stuff. How's he supposed to know? Um, so Bobby's not there. Spawn's kind of in a, in a pickle, right? Meanwhile, we get a quick scene in a diner with Terry Fitzgerald and Wanda Blake, and they're talking about Terry and, and Wanda's investigation and try to figure out who was trying to set him up. And Terry's explaining to Wanda that he's running the dead end after dead end. And the only way that he felt like he would be able to make any progress would be to transfer into Jason Wynn's um, department. And Wanda's like, what? You can't be serious. You're walking into the lion's den. Um, and, and Terry's like, well, um, unfortunately, they forced my hand and I've already completed the transfer papers. <laughs> so here it is. He's going to be uh, working for, directly for Jason Wynn, who he knows is probably behind the, the assassination attempt or, or the attempt to discredit him. But he doesn't know. He doesn't know all the details. He doesn't know the why. Uh, we get another interlude that actually has Jason Wynn. We saw Chief Banks reach out last time. We saw that um, Sam Burke, the, the detective, had made some comments to Chief Banks that were sort of hinting towards Sam knowing something about Chief Banks and uh, and Billy Kincaid, a link between the two. And then later, uh, Chief Banks received like a, a copy of a file that had information directly linking Banks to the hiring of Billy Kincaid to kill a senator's child. So Banks, as you can imagine, is freaking out. And this phone call, in a way, might play right into, into Sam Burke's hands, right? Because you would think he's calling from his, his office. Those calls can be traced, you know, or at least there's a record of the call. Um, so he's freaking out and he's, he's yelling at when you got to do something. Uh, this could ruin our careers and and wins like calm down no one's going to destroy us and and again Burke is just flipping out like are you crazy someone's linked me to Billy Kincaid and linked me to you how many people do you think know about this when saying well it's got to be spawn you know he he had a file as well I don't know how he got it and and being says like what why would some psycho hero have it out for us like I I, I don't you got to do something I've worked too hard I'm not about to lose everything. And, and Wynn's trying to reassure him. Yes, I've already started. Now, what's interesting about this, and I, I mentioned it last issue, in my mind, if you're Banks, I think you, and again, maybe you just don't feel like you have the, you know, enough power as opposed to Wynn, who wields a lot of power. But you, you basically have just told Jason Wynn that you're a threat to him, right? Like, how does, how does Jason Wynn sleep at night knowing that Banks is out there. Like if Banks wants to save his own skin, he might easily go to somebody in power and say, Hey, give me immunity 
and I will, you know, tell you horrible things about Jason Wynn. Um, maybe Banks thinks that he can't do that because Wynn is is too powerful and he would be putting himself in danger. Um, I, I guess that would be a theory, but at the same time, it's exactly the reason why I almost think he wouldn't tell Wynn. Like Wynn has too much power. And if if the file that that Banks got is the evidence and Banks is the link from Billy Kincaid to Wynn, why not remove that link so that Wynn is insulated? I could easily see Jason Wynn doing something something like that. We know he doesn't have any reservations about killing any people. So again, we'll have to wait and see how that storyline plays out. Meanwhile, back at the um, tower of the heaven on earth, Spawn's bluffing. You know, he's he doesn't have the power levels that he's had before. He's trying not to use any of his power. Uh, the costumes weekend, like I said, whenever he touches the the older grandmotherly like character here, the, the costume's gone limp. And he says, um, I'm nobody's puppet. You know, you talk about this person I work for, or whatever. I'm my own man, and I'm gonna make it really simple. You've got five seconds to tell me where my friend is. Otherwise, grandma's gonna going to take his place in, in terms of an eye for an eye and Raphael's screaming at him you're an idiot your friend isn't here he's not even on earth spawns like I, that's your problem i you need to bring him here and he starts counting down and meanwhile as he's counting down you know he's got that uh chokehold on on this grandmotherly character and we, you can see the sphere of energy that he's got that he's generated around her head like shrinking right and um like, I don't know, he's going to pop her head or something. So whoever this older person is, is obviously very important because when Spawn gets to two, Raphael gives in. Says, okay, you win, you win. And Spawn's like, okay, great. So Raphael calls and she, where she calls is the orbiting station. That's where, uh, where Bobby is, where they've been conducting the experiments, where the Redeemer is and these other angels and they, they're running these tests on Bobby to try to find out why he has this residual spawn energy, which I sort of get and I sort of don't. Like, if you were trying to track down spawn, I get that you might kidnap Bobby and, and try to harness his energy or, or get an energy signature so then you could track spawn down. But I don't know, what, like, what do you care about this Bobby character that has a little bit of spawn's energy? If your focus is on the hell spawn then, and spawn's right there, just fight him. Um, so it's a little, it's a little wonky, but you have to admire Spawn for trying to save his friend. So when Raphael calls up there and says, Hey, I need you to, to bring me the, the captured sentient, um, bring him down to our base immediately. And the angels are like, request denied. We're running tests on him. <laughs> and I love, I love it. Raphael's like, this is not a request. It's a command. And I demand that he be sent down here with the proper escort. You have one minute to comply. You understand? And they're like, okay. Um, and that was, in a way, that was a little bit of a coded message, I think, because they could have just sent down uh, Bobby. But when she said, you know, with the proper escort, so who who comes down but Bobby and, of course, Redeemer, who's who's already kicked Spawn's butt in the last issue. So when Redeemer shows up, you know, uh, Raphael's really, really happy. She's like, hey, it's too late, Spawn. You know, you, you said give give you what you want. And, and, you know, you'd leave peacefully. And even as Bobby's laying there, the, the, uh, the cape reaches out to, to kind of shelter him and grab him. And Spawn's like, okay, I'll, I'll leave now peacefully. And uh, Raphael's like, no, it's too late for that. 
you're, this is not going to go unpunished. You, you know, you attacked us in our own home, Redeemer, finish him. Like I said, he spawn got his butt kicked by the Redeemer last time. So the Redeemer lashes out. And the only reason that spawn isn't immediately overwhelmed is because as soon as spawn lets go of the older grandmotherly figure, his, his cape springs to life again. And it's uh, lashing out. And again, in a much different way, it's much more almost like, like a cape made out of like razor wire now, as opposed to before when it was more like, I don't know, like living cloth. Um, and it's, it's lashing out and it's uh, blocking the Redeemer's attacks. Meanwhile, uh, Spawn's yelling at Bobby to, to get out of there so he doesn't get hurt. And he's also, and, and take the grandma with you. We don't want her to get hurt either. Um, and again, uh, Cape is, is what's actually protecting Spawn in this battle. Um, and the Redeemer's firing his energy blasts. And, and so the Cape, in order to try to protect Spawn, actually uh, cuts off uh, the Redeemer's hand. And now the Redeemer is no longer able to control the elemental fire that's that's inside him because his hand's been severed. It's just wreaking havoc wherever he points his arm is just being cut down. And Spawn turns his back. Even though there's this huge barrage of energy, all this danger, Spawn turns his back because he sees that the older woman is there and and she's not to safety. And so Spawn runs over and says, you know, I'm sorry I had to do that. I didn't have a choice. And she, she replies, oh, I understand. It's okay. And he says, okay, great. What I need you to do is get out of here because it's not safe. I mean, the last thing Al Simmons wants to see is this old woman get hurt. So as he touches her again to try to help escort her out of harm's way, all of a sudden the costume goes limp again. It goes lifeless. And without the costume to uh, protect him and run interference, um, Spawn and Bobby both take a, kind of a point blank blast from the, the Redeemer's uh, elemental fire and they even to the point of getting knocked into the next room where all of the security forces and uh, Raphael's support staff had retreated to when spawn kicked everybody out so as soon as they see spawn there they they open fire so now spawn's stuck you know in on one side he's got the redeemer firing all kinds of elemental fire on the other side he's got all these uh security forces that are firing at him he's got bobby you know he's hunched over he's got his cape protecting bobby Bobby's yelling, Al, do something, do something. Um, and Spawn's trying to figure out what to do. When all of a sudden, there's a big explosion, and uh, we see that Spawn teleports. And we see his counter go down to 6902. And when uh, the smoke clears, Bobby and Spawn are back in the alley at the feet of Cagalistro. So uh, Bobby's like, oh, my God, is, is, is Al hurt? Um, he's not moving, like what's going on? And Cagalostro says, no, he's just unconscious. Don't worry. You know, our, our friend, he, he did surprisingly well, considering he just survived a battle with God. And Bobby's like, wait, what do you mean, God? God was up there? Um, and Cagalostro says, yeah, you know, God can be a chameleon of sorts. He can appear in many forms. So um, meanwhile, back at the uh, the site of the, the battle, see the building is like smoldering and there's all kinds of wreckage and whatnot. And uh, we see they're kind of bickering amongst themselves and somebody's yelling, Raphael, how could you let this happen? And she's saying, me, it wasn't my fault. It's stupid security system is supposed to uh, stop people from breaking in. And um, but they're like, well, it's never happened before you got here. And we see Mary kind of calm everybody down. She's like, girls, please calm down. Let me have a moment. And she, she gives a little speech here. 
And she says it was nobody's fault. The security system is designed to deter those who are evil. And today the system worked exactly as it was supposed to because our visitor wasn't evil. And sometimes you, you guys can be too quick to act and you got to think you have to, you have to th sometimes think for yourselves. Right. And this, this spawn that you face today, he's searching for answers and struggling to find answers just as you are. And from the conduct I witnessed today, you know, he's as much looking for answers as you guys are looking for answers. So I don't think either side is ready for this great battle that is impending. You know, maybe we need to take a step back because what Al Simmons showed today is that even though he doesn't know it, I allowed him to do what he did because he wasn't fighting for himself. He was fighting for his friend. Like he had noble intentions is what this, this person is saying, who based on what Cagliostro said, this is God, which I don't know if that annoyed people at the time that, uh, that Todd McFarland wrote God as a, a woman, an elderly woman at that. I mean, I don't think the elderly party write God in human form most of the time to be elderly, but a woman, you know, which happens more and more these days, which I find interesting because I think a lot of people, especially fundamentalists, think of God as male when really we know God doesn't have uh, a sexual orientation. Um, or a gender, maybe is the better way to put it. Um, but anyway, uh, she she basically sides with Al Simmons. You know, she says it was nobody's fault. What happened happened, but you know, Spawn had noble intentions. But make no mistake, the spark has been struck. Even though the, we're not ready for this, you know, big battle, uh, it, it, a spark has been struck, and there may be one day where Spawn's day will come, where Al Simmons' day will come. So. That's how the uh, the issue ends. So it ended up being a really enjoyable issue. There's a lot to unpack in terms of um, the heaven-hell aspect and seeing God as a, an old grandmotherly figure. Um, and maybe the biggest thing is the, the change in the costume, the change in the cape. Um, and you see it on the cover as well. Let me, let me share the cover again, um, because it's just such a different look. And, you know, we, we were told at the end of last issue when we knew the the costume had sort of healed, the symbiotic costume had sort of healed itself that we were going to see you know a, what's called a new look but i mean it's it's really illustrated well there in that cover by capullo how it, there's all these holes and fragments in it um so again it's it's more like i don't know razor wire is what i keep thinking of or um like like some sort of a vine where it's not this solid sheath of cloth like material that had been in the past. Um, but I, just aesthetically it's, it's messy and I, I, I don't enjoy it as, as much as the, uh, the old look. Uh, that being said, uh, you can really tell that the McFarland Capullo art here is, is really, they're dialing it in. Like, I feel like starting last issue and definitely continuing to this issue they're really kind of nailing their style where um, it's got as much detail as you would ever see in McFarlane art, but not as much of the, not as much as the, of the exaggeration in faces or, um, or anatomy as you would see with McFarlane, but more exaggeration than you would see with Capullo, mm -hmm. whose figure work tended, tended previous to his collaboration with, with McFarlane tended to be pretty realistic. So it's, you're sort of like getting the best of both of them, 
like merging their art, art styles together is, is you get a lot of detail um and but a really solid foundation from what capullo brings and the the art uh, the color work over this these lines is as bright as i've ever seen it which is fantastic right because we've talked before about how dark of a book spawn tends to be a lot of the time the story takes place at night it's a lot of blacks and blues and grays and whatnot but you know this is a battle between spawn and the forces of heaven so you would expect there to be some big explosions and bright colors and whatnot and uh and steve olaf doesn't let us let us down in that way so anyway great issue we'll see what the fallout is from this um but yeah i mean i gotta agree with god uh noble intentions from from al simmons you know putting his his existence on the line putting his i guess life. i mean do you say life when he's undead uh but yeah but putting himself i'll put it that way putting himself on the line to rescue his friend bobby um for no other reason than he's he's his friend so you know again there's a there's a nobility there uh anyway that's gonna do it for this episode everybody hope you enjoyed it i know i'm still running a little bit behind on these like i said hoping to get rocky back soon and hoping to get caught up so uh, we appreciate you joining us as always don't forget if you're checking us out on youtube uh, if you want to be sure not to miss any of the other interviews or content that we put out on the comic source audio channel uh, just go to your favorite podcasting application on your smart device or your favorite podcasting platform google stitcher spotify itunes whatever it is do a search for the comic source and subscribe there if you listen to all our audio content and you've never gone over to check out the comic boom youtube channel i do encourage you to do that if you uh if you follow any of the spawn daily there again you can see the issues you can see the artwork as i'm going through and talking about the book uh and you can most of the time see rocky and my smiling faces as well uh so just head over to youtube rocky's channel is comic boom that's comic space boom exclamation point subscribe to the channel ring the notification bell so you know when new content comes out be sure to like this video uh so we really appreciate the support as always everybody and we will talk to you next time you can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.